It's time. Living Paranormal. Real stories. Real investigators. No scripts. From legends to hauntings. Good evening, everybody. My name is Rob. And I'm Jason. And welcome back to another edition of Living Paranormal. We're up to, what, 107, 8, 9, 10 now, something like that, Jason, I think. Uh, actually, 112, but good, close enough. 112. Close well, enough. you know, I was in the general ballpark. I, you know, <laughs> still, not, still not enough to stay at the major league level. I'd still be getting sent back to AA Richmond, but, you know, that happens sometimes. Guys, it's great to have you back for another wonderful week here at the uh, midway point of May. We're about halfway through the month as well. So great times, great days ahead. Jason, how was your week? Man, it was actually pretty good. Uh, we got a new truck, which is awesome. A new vehicle. I was all happy about it. It's like the first time I like buy a truck. Now I totally feel Texan, like I belong. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was part of the Texas starter kit. You got a bottle of whiskey, a pickup truck, and a pistol. Wasn't that, I mean, true. isn't that like when you first moved to Texas, that's well, like the welcome basket? Well, I was born here, so I was given a little bit of time to catch up, so it's all right. But I've had the, I've had the whiskey <laughs> and the firearms for a while, but now I have the pickup truck. I even have a gun rack before I had a truck. I don't know how that works out, but it was been sitting in my closet for some time or storage. i got to go get that out. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> that's talking about prepping for your future. Yeah, it is, really. They call well it fun done, gun well rack. Done. That's usually how they buy I used to have down here in Texas. It's like <laughs> that's the way it goes. But how's your that part of the wedding? Re- is that part of the wedding registry? You know, we're we're registered at uh, Tiffany's as well as Bob's Bait and Tackle. Yeah, so, you it's know. Tiffany's. Uh, it's Tiffany's, Sears, and Cab- and, and uh, Cabela. So that's usually there how it works out. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, for the listeners out there, they, they've known that I've had some knee issues for some time now. Um, unfortunately, Jason, it looks like I'm heading back to the big MRI machine again. So, uh, yeah, probably going to be having some knee surgery coming up. So um, hopefully, guys, we'll keep that from interrupting our regular programming, as it were. I'm sure that we can, uh, and I'm kind of looking over at the Reverend Robin Marie right now, kind of uh, thinking we might be able to find somebody to fill in for me for a week or two if needed, if I have to go back under the knife. But let's hope it doesn't come to that, you know. We'll just kind of see how things go with the uh, big magnet as it rolls around my body, making the loud clicking sound. That's a little slice of heaven wow, if you never had like those, man. Very descriptive. You're like the big magnet rotating counterclockwise now over my chest, making clicking sounds. <laughs> yeah. It, it, if you've never been in one of these, it, it's just so bizarre because they slide you into this little tube. And I'm already a big guy anyway. So you're putting me into an area that's not really designed for somebody of mine or your waist size, so I might point out there, Jason. And you sit there with this really loud metallic click as this thing actually rotates around you, X-raying you with a magnetic field. It's really bizarre looking. But you know what you need to do, Rob? Just, Before we move on, I yeah. want to tell you this. What you need to do is you need to show up to that MRI, right? You show up, you look at that tube, then you take out the tub of grease and put it on there and tell them you're ready to go, just to grease you up. There I want to know go. whose job it is to grease you up to get into that tube. Yeah, but anyway. There you go. <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you a funny story. I actually did this. I had to have surgery a few years back, and I got, believe it or not, I got kind of bored waiting to go in for surgery. So I actually got a piece of tape and I put it across my stomach and wrote on it in a Sharpie, do not open till Christmas and left it on there when they wheeled me into pre-op. <laughs> and to heaven, I actually did it. 
the doctor was laughing when he came out. I'm not sure if that was good in retrospect. I, know. I was about to say, he's you know? all laughing, having to take off his equipment to wipe the tears from his eyes because he's laughing, laughing so much. Yeah, that's awesome idea. I like it. I'm glad you did it, and not me. Yeah, but- you know, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm. There's a fine line between bravery and stupidity. Sometimes I kind of cross that line. It's okay. But uh, with that being said, if you are listening to us live right now, you're probably hanging out at one of two locations. You're either at livingparanormal.com forward slash live or you're hanging out at the only place we're simulcast. That's freedomrocksradio.com. Freedomrocksradio.com is home of some of the greatest today and yesteryear. If you're tired of those pre-programmed playlists that everybody force feeds down your throat, we you know what? Stop by freedomrocksradio.com and have one of their live DJs actually handle your request. If you leave there and you haven't heard your favorite song, well, it's pretty much your own fault. Jason, where else can they hear us? It's so cold. Every time you say that, I'm like, oh, that's just wrong. You're just telling people how it is, but I hear you. And I just kind of lay it out there, you know? <laughs> well, the other place you can hear us, if you want to hear archive copies of the show, you can catch us over at livingparanormal.com. In addition to that, you can find us over at blogtalkradio.com slash livingparanormal. All you have to do if you go to our website at livingparanormal.com is click on past shows or let's say hmm, I'd like to hear the show with uh, Jeff Leeper in it. Type in Jeff Leeper or Bill Bean or, or uh, Moundsville State Penitentiary. You want to hear about all the locations or places? All you have to do is type it to the search bar on the homepage and it'll take you right to every instance in which that name or show was mentioned, including books of the guy you're looking for or girl you're looking for wrote a book. So uh, it's a really great resource. If you want to find us on Facebook, of course, facebook.com slash livingparanormal show. Don't forget to add the word show at the end of that. Uh, and uh, you'll be able to find all of our happenings, going-ons, and things there, including links to our past shows whenever they do go up. Uh, we do post them there for you to peruse at your leisure. Uh, outside of that, uh, that's pretty much it. We do also have a live chat room, by the way. If you're listening to this on archive copy and you're like, I would love to participate in the live shows, just like right now George, Kim, Reverend Robin, myself, and Rob are doing in the chat room, all you have to do is go to livingparanormal.com slash live on Sundays, in which we have our shows, and uh, you can participate in the live sh- chat with us as well, as opposed to chat. I don't know why I was going to say that. That's a weird random word. I just want to combine chat <laughs> wow. and site, and didn't, I did that. That's the word that didn't came out. But Jason, we've got another wonderful show tonight. Another tremendous location is being represented here tonight. I'm going to allow you, of course, as usual, to do your wonderful job with the introduction of tonight's guest. Actually, you know what? I, I do appreciate you sending this to me because how often is it that the location that we're, that we're mentioning tonight has, has been mentioned so many times that I have like references to it in my library that I have behind me? I have in my books, there are multiple references about tonight's uh, location. Of course, we are going to be talking about the Whaley House and uh, wonderful, voted by the Travel Channel as the mo- one of the most, or the most haunted house in America. Uh, also voted by uh, I believe it was Life Magazine in 2005 as the most haunted home in America as well. You're talking about a great location with a great deal of history and uh, we actually want to welcome tonight to Living Paranormal Jokey Talentino. Thank you so much for coming on, Jokey. We highly appreciate you, ma'am. Oh, no problem. Wow, you guys are really making the Whaley Ghost blush. So um, <laughs> they say thank you, too, as well. <laughs> well, you know, we, we've actually heard some very amazing stories uh, and some just wonderful things about the Whaley House. And, you know, when we first started the show, we wanted to not only uh, use it for an instructional platform for other investigators, especially the up-and-comer, but we also wanted to highlight some of the, I guess you would call it more amazing locations that are out there. And the Whaley House definitely has to top that list, at least on my book. 
I'm great. Thank you. We've been running as a museum for a very long time. And, you know, even before then, just a lot of activity going on and people having a lot of interest in it. And, you know, it's really nice to see people also kind of understanding the history behind it, going along with a lot of the, the ghostly legends and the paranormal activity for the house. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's funny because this task is so great. However, it is daunting to talk about it because you're talking about something that has history going back to the late 1800s at the time of its construction and even references to its current happenings beyond or or before that point in time. So let's tackle it this way. First off, if we may, Jokey, how did you get involved in the Whaley House? Let's ask, let's start there and then we'll move on to the home later. (laughs) Well, got time for a story. We have about two Absolutely. hours. Feel free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two hours. Okay. Well, perfect. Well, I will say this. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, heard about the Whaley House. I'm actually from LA, but I heard about the uh, Whaley House. I was living here in San Diego, just moved, and I said, you know, go there. It's really fun. And okay, no problem. And um, just like a lot of other people that come to San Diego and to Old Town around May, I came first and go to Mile. So actually. May 4th is my 15th year anniversary here. Wow, uh, so I always tell people that I'm probably dead and I'm actually haunting the house. <laughs> um, well, if but, that's the case, this is the clearest EVPs we've ever had. On <laughs> just this the is the best EVP. Joking, um, most yeah. interactive spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> no, uh, and when I had gotten here, um, it was the organization that is here now, which is Soho, Save Our Heritage Organization. They had just taken it over, and there were some artifacts that I was looking at, and one was some sort of document on they were hanging on the wall. So I said, oh, you know, what does this person have to do with the house? And they actually said, well, you know, we're, you know, pretty new here, and we're researching ourselves. And at the time, I was in college, and I said, well, you know, if you don't mind, I, I don't mind helping out and seeing what I can find out. And uh, the interesting thing is that the documents on the wall, uh, which we no longer have, it it went to the uh, previous organization, but it was militia papers for some uh, small little sector out in the East County here for San Diego. And it was discharge papers. And the day that the person got discharged happened to be the day that I walked in, which was May 4th. Oh, wow. I thought, oh, okay, you know, this is kind of interesting. I took it back and... I was talking to the executive director's wife and, and you know, the day I walked in is apparently this person got discharged on this paper. And they said, you know what? That is very interesting because the day that I walked in was also the news that they got that the last descendant that was born in the house died that night, May 4th. And she joked around and said, this place is calling you. And strangely enough, I have never left. 15 years later, you're talking to us about it. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. I, I've, that's, that's great to be able to go. So you went from college 15 years ago, which is, makes you put you around my time. So I feel, I feel good about that. And, and you're going for <laughs> young whippersnappers, every one of you. Young, young whippersnappers, that's, that's what I'm saying. I know. This is the one. I hey, what if I went to college at 13? You know, I could. <laughs> <laughs> well, naturally, you Jokey, see, that's I'm even I more insulted by that, though, honestly, Jason, because <laughs> she didn't want to elevate herself to my age. She had to go younger. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's old folk. Okay, I hear it. I'm just going to go get my Geritol. You youngins talk. Play your video games. Don't, I'll be don't forget your walker on the way, Rob. Don't forget the walker on the hey, way. That, that's a little too close to reality right now for me, bud. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is true. I take it back. Hobbling, hobbing around on a cane, you're going to make fun of me, man. That's, yeah. I see how you are. I just, Dear Jesus, please forgive me awful. for everything I just said right now. Just that one <laughs> You know, it's funny when people joke around like that. Like, I'm so sorry. It's like, I'm going to go to hell now. Yeah, that's the thing that's going to send you to hell. Not everything else <laughs> yeah. you've ever done in your life. That one time you completely you've joked about a walker. Anyway, so jokey, this is what I was talking about when I said we take a roundabout way in our show, and I apologize for that. <laughs> but, oh, it's okay. <laughs> uh, but either way. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so you actually went to the Whaley House immediately after leaving college? Did you start working there? Actually, it was still while I was in college. Wow. And um, at the time, I just started as a volunteer, volunteer every week and. Uh, then started volunteering more, and you know, after that, I actually came on as a paid staff member. And at the time, I was working two jobs, and afterwards, took more of an interest here with the museum and stayed on for all that time. You know, it's funny. That's kind of my dream job, honestly. When I was younger and I was a kid going to museums, I was like, I would live here. You pay me to be here? I would totally love to work in museums. Oh yeah, I would love that. What drew you to the Whaley House? Was it the paranormal part of it, or was it the history behind it? It was actually kind of, there was an interest in the paranormal, um, and, but I do love history. I do. I, oh, you know, too. at the time when I was going to college, I was looking more into moving into documentary work for film. And, you know, I thought that was just really interesting. But we were happened to be talking about the paranormal with some friends, and they said, yeah, go to the Whaley House. And so, you know, what, <clears throat> pardon me, when I went to the Whaley House, I had the same kind of you know, misconceptions that a lot of people did, you know, I figured it was going to be spooky and things were going to fly around. Something was going to happen. And, you know, it's, it's not what people seem. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's not like the TV shows and movies, which I always tell people. Um, so don't expect what you think you're going to expect. So we're not going to have to run for our lives to the hallway the moment we step in there. It's not going to be a giant boulder rolling through the halls well, like Indiana Jones. Or? I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. No, well, I can't guarantee that something will happen, and I can't guarantee that it won't. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And that's actually the beauty of an actual haunted location is it, it's unpredictable as far as to what's going to happen. <laughs> But uh, just, to the uh, Whaley House, it has a very high chance of actually happening. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, if you're Joe, playing percentages, that's that's the bet you'd want to make in Vegas, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I always tell folks is that when they come in, you know, they really want to see something. We're all visual beings who want to see it, to believe it. But I tell them, you know, what your eyes don't see, the cameras pick up. And so we allow photography, take as many pictures as you'd like. That's your hard evidence. And, you know, when people Google Whaley House San Diego or they go onto our website or social media, uh, they see pictures from guests. It's not from us. And it's from ghost hunters, paranormalists, guests that have no idea uh, about the paranormal for the Whaley House. So uh, it's interesting. So. Love that. Now let me let me go back just a little bit further because you did mention that it, that part of what brought you uh, with your interest with the Whaley House was an interest in the paranormal. What first got your attention in the world of the paranormal? Because most people have that one defining story that kind of drew them in. Um, you know what? Pardon me. Sorry, um, allergies going. So if I cough on you guys, pardon me. You're, you're, we're, um, I'm on the East Coast. Uh, you're fine. You get an allergy pass yeah. when you're with us. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You're all right. <laughs> 
okay, no problem. I mean, but you know, if it signs with me dying, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> that'll be the best show that you ever had. Yeah, it would be. Um, but like no, unliving paranormal. Don't encourage her. Don't <laughs> no encourage her. No longer living paranormal. Once <laughs> living paranormal. No, we'll call it that. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, but no, I mean, it was just more in lines of curiosity. You know, we we all have these. Uh, have these different curiosities about the paranormal, whether people believe it or not. Um, people always want that proof. And it's just more in lines of like, I, you know, I've, I've read on, on books and seen on TV shows. And, you know, a lot of times they make it a lot darker and a lot more malicious than it really is. And, you know, a lot of times we have to explain to folks, you know, a lot of our staff members and say, you know, it's like when you have a loved one that passes away, and for some odd reason, at certain moments, you know they're there. Right. It's not scary, it's not evil or malicious, but it's there. And that's what the Whaley House, because a lot of people that compare us to whether it's the Winchester Mystery House or even the White House, and they say there's something that's, you know, that's 11, there's something that's evil or dark, and I can feel it. The Whaley House, you know, it's, it's just there and it just happens. And if you're sensitive to it, you catch on a lot. But if you're not, you don't realize it until afterwards. And so people, that's what surprises people about it because they come back and they want to experience it. They want to catch it. But when they communicate with guests or when they communicate with people, it's never the same. Right, so it's more of an individualized experience for every person that comes through. So if somebody does have a, a gift like a, a sensitivity or an empathicness, they're going to be contacted in a different way than if I went in there with equipment and, you know, was, I'd probably get EVPs and maybe not necessarily have that feeling, right? Yeah, it, it is always very different. But then again, we've had it to where tours inside the house to where they all got to experience a door opening or shutting on its own. Um and, uh, you know, there, people have been taking pictures and suddenly someone gets something in their picture and everybody else is in that picture as well. And so, you know, we count that as, as phenomena. We count that as for everybody being able to experience, even if they don't realize they're experiencing it. Got you. Got you. So now as far as – now, how's the setup of the Whaley House as far as for people coming in? Is it mostly setups like a day tour type configuration or do they do overnight investigations where people can actually come in and, for lack of a better term, get their boots on the ground and have some fun with the equipment? Mm -hmm. Well, if you're looking into more in regards to um, paranormal investigation, for those that are interested in basically having – the house to themselves, if you will. Uh, we encourage them to do what is called a private tour. And the private tours is, you know, you can either have a tour any way you'd like it. You can have the lights on, completely in the dark, oil lamp, or this is pretty much where a lot of uh, investigators have time inside the house where it, it doesn't have to be a tour and they just set up their equipment and they just do their thing. Um, during the daytime, you know, we focus more, uh, it, it's always a focus, but on the history and, um, you know, guests come through and they're able to kind of learn and understand more about the house and about the family and the, and the family's legacy in the evening, you know, we add a little more of the, uh, of the paranormal to it. Um, but of course we add in the history as well, but if you're strictly looking to do the investigation, you know, we encourage people that. Best time to do it is when it's very quiet. So 
we get a lot of requests, of course, during October, which is probably the first time to uh, <laughs> schedule a private tour because people are always interested, especially milling about in the outside. But right. I always encourage folks to, you know what, pick the slowest time. That way you don't have any kind of, um, excuse me, noises or anything that will corrupt any kind of EVP. So that way, you know, it's a, it's true evidence that you're getting. Um, and right. so it's a nice quiet time. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, um, we do have, um, the wonderful, talented and amazing, uh, Reverend Robin Marie on the line with us now. So Robin, welcome back to the show. If you can hear us, Robin, are you there? All right. All right. Well, let's see. That was a lot, lot less of a payoff than I was hoping for at that point. So, for a moment there, it turned into an EVP session. Robin, can you hear us? Is there anyone there? <laughs> <laughs> so, not so much as of yet. We'll try to work, continue to work to get Reverend Robin. Sure. In. Yeah. It, it may just be a uh, a muting issue or something of that nature on her end, or an issue with the microphone. So, I'm. I'm actually in conversation with her as we speak, doing the the techno thing that I do. It's no problem. So, but moving on to the history, if we may, when was the home built originally? It was built in 1856, took a full year, so it was finished in 1857. Nice. Now, the location in which it was built on, what was it used for prior to that? Ah, well, before the house was built. Uh, it was actually the site of the town gallows. It was the execution grounds for San Diego. Um, Mr. Whaley, he did know um, because he uh, did witness uh, the execution of Yankee James Robinson, as well as he was part of a firing squad. It didn't take place on that property, but certainly he would have known, uh, being a, a citizen of San Diego, he would have known what was on that land or what took place on it. Absolutely. Seems like the kind of person doesn't really, you know, there's a lot of people that just don't care about that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, whatever. Somebody died. Is it a good price? Can I use the land to build a house on? Is that okay? (laughs) Whatever. Who cares? It's dirt. So that's, that's interesting. Now, what kind of locations it's seated in though? Is this kind of like a, uh, for somebody that's never been to the house, like I've never been to the Whaley house. I would love to, I'm going to, I promise before I die. But (laughs) aside from that, uh, what's the location like? Is it uh, lush, the grounds? What are they like? Uh, at the time with Mr. Whaley, it was actually on the outskirts of San Diego, of main San Diego town. And, you know, at that time, of course, San Diego was just about, I mean, it was really growing. It really grew like in the 1880s. Now, of course, it's pretty much uh, in the middle of a lot of restaurants, a lot of tourism. And, you know, we, we do sometimes get the comments of like, oh, how dare you put this in the middle of all these restaurants and shops? And, you know, I have to tell folks, um, we were here first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the Whaley House, yeah, a lot of people assume that the Whaley House was moved from a different location. Nope, it has been in the same spot uh, since it was built. Wow. So in a way, you're responsible. <laughs> your your home and the the time the not your home, but the museum, I should say, uh, <laughs> and the uh, feels like home sometimes. <laughs> right. Yeah. We can call it that too. But it's it's essentially the the uh, focal point for a lot of tourism in that area. I imagine you, especially around October time, you get a lot of people going over, uh, looking for that, as you mentioned before. Uh, but at the time the home was built, was it originally built as a home, or was it built for another reason or purpose? 
Actually, um, Mr. Whaley, he really did have a lot of intention for business to be in there. Whether or not it was his home, he really wanted to lease out a lot of the different areas of the house for business. Um, of course, uh, a lot of the business that did take place inside was his own personal business. But he did get to lease parts of it. For example, uh, the courtroom area that we have, uh, which is pretty much the original part of the structure, uh, or I should say the oldest part of the structure, that was originally a granary, uh, but it was leased out afterwards for the county to use as a courthouse. Upstairs, it was leased out as a, um, excuse me, as San Diego's first commercial theater. So it was a lot of different things that was definitely for the public. And, um, you know, the Whaley's, they, they really, they were trying to bring a lot of people to their place, or at least Mr. Whaley was, a lot of people to their place. Um, so it was for the public, and, and the family did live there for the majority, yeah. And how long did the, did the family live in the home? Well, the family, for the most part, did live in the home, uh, I, I would say for, the, for most of the entirety. They did move away uh, a few, or I should say a, a couple times, a few times. Uh, they lived up in San Francisco for about a period of 12, 13 years, and that was after uh, their son, Thomas Whaley Jr., passed away, uh, and then they ended up moving back, and then they moved towards downtown, which at the time they called Newtown, uh, after their daughter, Violet, passed away, and then they had moved back into the home. Now, now I, think, yeah, I think... So they were always moving back and forth, too. But... Yeah, sounds like it. I think theoretically we do have Robin with us now. So, Robin, can you hear us okay? Yes, I hear you fine. Yeah. Fantastic. Hello, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> Skype has not been the nicest to us tonight for some reason. What's so, yeah, I said earlier, it's the spirits of the Whaley House. <laughs> They're affecting it Skype. It could be. Yeah, you never know. Well, if it's any consolation, on Friday the 13th, our phone lines for the Whaley House specifically went dead, all pun intended. And our internet went out. So, wow. And wow. it's still out. So. I, would, I would hate to be a technician going to the Whaley House only because I would love to be there, but I'm never going to find that problem. <laughs> I would take my EMF detector with me along with the rest of my tools. I used to be a cable tech, so I, we'd think about houses like that. Like, I wonder if it's haunted. But we do want to welcome Reverend Robin Marie to the show. Thank you so much for coming on, uh, Reverend Robin. We appreciate you. You know, you're the third yes. host. Uh, Yes, I wouldn't miss it for the world. This is my absolute favorite haunted location ever. Aww. How many hey. times have you? Been, how many times have you been there? Oh my goodness! I used to go like every other day. Of course, I'm from San Diego. Spent most of my life there, so uh, you know it was up the street. <laughs> wow. So we went all the time. Wow. Now, have you uh, had the opportunity to uh, meet Jokey in person or speak with her in person prior to today? Or speak- no, oh, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I saw her, but I was looking at a lot of other types of entities besides the living. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, now in her theory Trust from me, earlier in the show, that is more interesting than the living. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, but from her theory, and you know, earlier in the show, she may be haunting it herself. She's not really sure. So, I mean. Yeah. Maybe so. We'll give a little, little give, a little take. Mm-hmm. 
So, so it, the Whaley House now are they are they pretty much open year round? Because I know a lot of areas have uh, different seasons. And I know you said you have some times that are busier than others, but is this something that's in operation twenty four seven or? Oh, well, not exactly twenty four seven. We are open year round. Um, right now, for our operations, Sunday through Tuesday, we're open from ten to five. Uh, Wednesdays we're closed. Uh, Thursday through Saturday, we are open from 10 to 9.30 at night. Uh, and when it comes to the summertime, beginning Memorial Day, uh, we like to always say we're open for eternity. So we're open every day from 10 <laughs> to 9.30 at night. Wow. Nice. Good deal. I'd love deal. to have those hours open for eternity. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can't <laughs> banks be like that. Banks always close at weird times. I had one bank that closed at 5.15 and I got out of work at Five. And I was like, really? 5.15? What an arbitrary time to close. I don't know why I brought that up. Either way, <laughs> weird random Jason thing. has his little oh, shiny moments where he sees a squirrel run outside of his window, and we just lost him for the next 10 yeah, minutes. Sorry. You just have to overlook him. i got to balance my checkbook now. Go ahead, Rob, with your questions. <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll be busy doing that. No, <laughs> just kidding. But moving back to the history of the home. So we have the, the Whaley's have built the home, and you said they resided in, in the home for quite some time. Uh, well, back and forth between there and San Francisco. Uh, it, now, after the Whaley's finished using the home, who took ownership of the home after that point? Well, actually, at that point, there was an interested uh, group that understood the the legacy of the family and that they were very important to the beginnings of modern San Diego, uh, with, specifically with a lot of Mr. Whaley's businesses. And uh, the original curator, which was June Redding, uh, she was with the, uh, the Historical Shrine Foundation. Uh, they helped uh, preserve it and open it up as a museum. And in 2000, uh, SOHO, Save Our Heritage Organization, took over the operation and, um, yeah, still here today. During the life of the, of the home and during the life of the property, uh, a lot of spirits have started mm-hmm. taking residence in the home. And uh, specifically, I know of three that I have read repeatedly uh, that have been talked about. You have uh, Mr. Whaley himself, of course. You have the little girl, I believe, and, and also a gentleman named Jim. Can you tell us a little bit about the, uh, the, the, who the little girl may be specifically? Well, it's really interesting because we're not exactly sure who this little girl may be. Now, it's quite possible with a lot of the different evidence that people have gotten uh, many paranormalists and ghost hunters, uh, as well as, you know, some of us do believe that it actually may be a Whaley relative, uh, that she didn't pass away on the property or live there, which, again, is another misconception that a lot of people think that you have to die a murderous death or, you know, uh, have lived on the property. It's just this connection. And she definitely had a connection with the family. Um, she died, unfortunately, of uh, accidental poisoning. Uh, she ingested a, a, a pesticide. Um, but, again, it was uh, a, a lot of the, the, the different kind of things, whether it was uh, some of the you know, psychics that would or sensitives, they would feel some sort of choking or coughing, some irritant with the throat. There was a very big legend that happened a while back in regards to some sort of little girl in its history running through the backyard and somehow she ran into the clothesline and there's a lot of different ways that she had died whether she was decapitated or um you know some odd rings and her her neck breaking 
And oh, wow. through our research, we realized that that story, at least according to any kind of evidence, uh, did not happen. However, with a lot of different, um, again, evidence that people have gotten, it, you know, it very well may be this Whaley relative. Um, but, you know, we can never be exactly for sure. Yeah, I was actually uh, reading a few reference materials or reference sources, and I had heard mentioned that someone may have thought it would have been a daughter of the Whaley's. And I wasn't too sure because, you know, sometimes, uh, especially when you're looking at references, they'll get from secondhand sources and things of that nature. So you're saying no one's certain Mm -hmm. who the identity of that spirit is at all, is what what you're trying to say. No, no. And sometimes a lot of these legends, they do get, uh, you know, combined, if you will, or mixed up with, with right. other legends of the house. And so some people, you know, they, they assume that the little girl may have been uh, their daughter, Violet, uh, who had taken their own life and, uh, you know, other, other various people throughout Old Town. But again, you know, we, we have no hard, hard evidence, but we'll only find out once we kind of cross over that veil ourselves. Yeah, no kidding, right? So one of those things you find out about. This is something to look forward to, guys. Well, some, <laughs> some of us know. Well, Robin, there you go, showing off again. No, I'm just kidding. So, Robin, <laughs> specifically to the little girl in this instance, what have is your, you have you had any experiences uh, at the Whaley House with a little girl in question? Uh, not with the little girl. I've had quite a few more. Um, a lot of them were, uh, some of the people that were brought into the courtroom that had been there, uh, they were actually hanged from a wagon out on the side of the house towards oh, the rear. Interesting. So there were a lot of those people that, well, entities that, uh, you know, were appearing to me. There was a relative. In fact, a, we do believe that it was a relative. I always do extensive research to try to uh, validate who it is that I've made contact with. But there was an elderly woman that was there. So I don't know if, you know, Jokey, you're familiar with anyone in particular. If you want to add that, she informed me at the time that she was a relative. Hmm. Have you heard any other um, talk of that, Jokey, at all? <clears throat> well, I mean, we do believe that the core family is there. Really? Um, but I, yeah, I, but I'm not, you know, I'm not too sure of who Robin may have had contact mm-hmm. with, but, uh, you know, it's, it's quite possible. It is quite possible. possible. Now, yeah. I am oh, curious. Yeah. I did have a female that I made contact with in the garden area out behind the house. There is, well, there had been um, like a hot house across the side street. Let me see, going uh, going west of and, the house. And what did you say it was? A hot house? It, it's like a hot house. There's a garden area. What? What do you? But what in the back of exactly? it, can you define that? Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry because I'm not. I'm, I can't follow you. What's a hot house? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> a hot house where yeah. you grow flowers. Really? I had no idea. Totally. Seriously. Ignorant. Oh, my goodness. I am ignorant really? of that okay. word. That's a new word for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a garden area, but, but there's a garden, like a little walkway behind there on the property. Oh. And I had made contact with a young lady. Hmm. So I was very curious as to uh, this daughter that had taken her life. How old was she? Oh, well, she was 22, 22 when she uh, had finally taken her life. And the uh, daughter, that would be their daughter, Violet. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. the daughter's name was Violet, you said? Yes. Interesting. Okay, so she was 22 and she had taken her life. And Reverend Robin, you're saying you may have made contact with her? She was very easily, I would say, in her teens or 20s. No older than that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. If everybody saw me in my teens, they'd be like, he was something in his 20s or 30s. So she must have looked young for her age because I look terribly old for my age. So it, uh-huh. <laughs> that's pretty good. Now, um, Jokey, you mentioned that the that the little girl, uh, there's no evidence that you found that shows that it's specifically a daughter of the Whaley's. However, uh, it could be a relative, of course, uh, that had a connection with the property, although did not necessarily die there. Now, as far as the, the, the uh, Reverend Robin mentioned the courthouse, and I did come across that in my readings as well. I'm like, what's a courthouse doing in a house? So how did that get in there? Do you, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, again, it was an area that Mr. Whaley uh, was looking to kind of lease out for very different businesses. And at the time, San Diego was very much uh, growing uh, much bigger. And so at the time uh, in Newtown, they were building their official courthouse, uh, Alonzo Horton. And in between that time, uh, Mr. Whaley uh, allowed the county to make use of his, what was his former granary, uh, so that they could use it to hold court. Um, Because the original one that was, well, what we have in the state park was very, very small. And so it provided a really nice intermediate size uh, mm-hmm. before they uh, were able to use and transfer everything to their, uh, to their newest location. A larger venue, to say the least. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> now, was the, was the uh, courthouse, how long was the courthouse in use for? Uh, the courthouse was actually in use from, oh, 60 to 71. So it was a, for a few years. Uh, there was a very, very ooh, big controversy with that. Um, probably something that I would say that if Mr. Rayleigh ever had uh, a chip on his shoulder about, it was with the county of San Diego. And um, it, what had happened with its history is basically um, the county wanted to take all their records and everything else and move it to their official uh, location, which was now in Newtown. And, and basically, in a nutshell, he said, well, sure, no problem. You owe me this amount of money uh, for this amount of time. And the county said, well, no. Um, of course, at one point, Mr. Whaley, who was a businessman, was always in and out of uh, the home for business. Mm-hmm. And the county decided to choose a night where he was not home. They broke into the home and uh, basically took out all the records and took out um, what they needed and moved it to their downtown location or no. Newtown location. Mm-hmm. And he was furious. And so for all that time, he was always trying to get that money from the county. Wow. And what's actually kind of uh, interesting is that when the Whaling House became a museum in 1960. Uh, and, of course, as I understand it, uh, they wanted to turn the Grainer area back into, display it back into the courthouse. As the courthouse downtown was doing their renovation, they found a lot of the furniture from that time period from the courthouse and then gave the Whaley House, gave it to the Whaley House for them to use. So in a weird, strange way, 
he did kind of get paid back by getting all the yeah. furniture from them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He took a he took a lot of uh, what's that what's that suddenly called? And I can't, a collateral. He took a lot of collateral off of the county <laughs> for, for that money. Mm-hmm. So well done, <laughs> Mr. Whaley. Well done. That's pretty good. Now the uh, third spirit I mentioned was a gentleman by the name of Jim. What was that? Can you shed some light on that? The, I I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm gonna have to grab one of my books that I have here, my volumes to grab the name. But uh, there was a gentleman that was. I get competing stories. I've heard in one instance, I heard that he was hung. And then in another, I saw that he was uh, beaten to death on the property. Do you know who I'm referring to? A gentleman with the name Jim in his name. It would be James Robinson, and he was uh, known as Yankee Jim. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jim. The yep. studied professional here, Yankee Jim. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, what's the story behind Yankee Jim? If you could shed some light on that, if you Okay. Well, you know, to be very honest, we actually don't know what his true past is. What we do know is that he was coming out of the Stockton area uh, with a few of his friends. Uh, He was already basically um, already pretty much a wanted man. Um, He uh, was wanted for horse thievery, uh, which was uh, it, 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 what that was a very, very major crime uh, during those times. And uh, he came here to San Diego. And whether or not he was actually intending to steal a boat or if it was in some drunken stupor that he got into a boat, uh, he was caught uh, in this boat. And, uh, of course, uh, the charge uh, that was given to him was attempted grand larceny. Um, at the time, he was actually able to kind of uh, thwart the uh, the authorities, uh, but they did end up catching him, and that was his charge was attempted grand larceny, but because he was also wanted for horse thievery as well, um, that already uh, it was a big crime, and so he was sentenced to be hanged uh, at the gallows, which at that point was uh, located where the Whaley House now stands. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. I've heard some stories in embellishing on the hanging itself. Was there anything remarkable about the hanging that we know of, or was it pretty <laughs> much uh, one of those things that just gotten added on and added on tall tales as time goes on? Well, you know, what's really interesting about that is uh, there is a lot of stories, and even I have learned uh, that almost as fact, but what we uh, so what the legend is, is that because he was a fairly tall gentleman uh, between 6'1 to 6'4, uh, they were not prepared for his height. And so instead of him, when he dropped from the noose, uh, his neck didn't automatically break and he was able to, to basically hit with his toes and uh, he just strangulated to death. And they give various different times of how long he actually hanged there. Uh, they say everything from 20 to 40 minutes. Uh, what we do know is that regardless how long that he had hanged for, uh, the execution worked. Uh, however, the body as it was hanging, according to, I believe it was Philip Crossway, which was Mr. Whaley's business partner, as well as the executioner, uh, oh, said wow. that he was hanging there for a while. So not that he was uh, hanging and strangulating, but that his body was still hanging there, and it was a joke. So really? I think it kind of spiraled from there as a legend that he was. It took a while for him to execute. So I, either way, I it worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And I have to agree with that because, I mean, I came before Google, <laughs> I hate to admit, <laughs> yeah. but I went there before I had knowledge of any of those things. And it was about, you know, the hanging and how that happened and that they were suspended from the tree. Whether it's the same tree that's there or not, I, I have no knowledge, but they're showing me a tree that they were hanging from. Um What's amazing to me is that we actually took extensive photographs, and this is back in around maybe early to mid-90s, and in all of the pictures that I was communicating with the spirit, and they showed me where they were, um, you know, suspending from the trees, suspended, that there are shadows through the trees that simulate bodies. Really? So this tree itself, when you're looking at the tree so, or the ground, uh, shadows? It, this is actually up in the trees. Wow, that's interesting. And there's more than one. So it, it's really, it fascinates me, you know, from a scientific standpoint that I was able to get that on film right oh. in the moment while I was communicating mm -hmm. with them. Wow, that is fascinating. That is really fascinating. Now, have you had any interaction, Reverend Robin, with uh, Yankee Jim? Now that I know his name because of thorough research, it, it may it may as well be him. Wow, because it was all around the hanging, and that's you know, the people came to get me and told me that they felt that things were going on outside. And again, nobody had knowledge of the history at that point or anything. Every time somebody would come to town, I'd say, hey, I got a place to take you. And I'd take them to the missions and I'd take them to the Whaley House. It, you know, it was a definite stopover. Right. Um, you know, and they would tell me they were sensing something here. And these are not people that were mediums. This is just average Joes right. that we're out with. And, uh, you know, they would feel like something was happening. They felt that energy. But I, of course, was able to see them clairvoyantly and um, through remote viewing, they're playing back things that had happened to them. And I sat for a long period of time in the courtroom section that's still there. It's, it's quite beautiful. It's, it's very peaceful, actually, but you can feel a lot of that energy still culminating right there. And so when I went outside, I was able to see what was going on. And I have a lot of photographs that were taken that have something in them. Really? What kind of things have, are you seeing in the photographs that, you're, that you've taken? Oh, it, it looks like people. You know, the shadows are just so defined. Okay, so those are the, the shadows that you're referring to earlier within the photos that you're referring to now. It, yes, but it, it's all through the house. It's mm -hmm. all through the house right in the moment while I'm communicating. Um, and then 2006, I actually went um, with my fiance. I have to say we broke up shortly after this because what it did to him psychologically was just beyond words. I mean, he was just totally ruined after going to the Whaley House. Of okay. course, being part of my life, uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Well, that's, you know, that's how he took it. How could you do um, I love that. That's a rush to me. That's a thrill when we make know, contact. <laughs> you know, but uh, we went upstairs. I took him, uh, you know, through the dining room and then up the back staircase to the second floor where he started to choke. And he kept coughing and he started to turn beet red. And he said that someone, it felt like someone had their hands around his throat choking him. Wow. 
And it got to the point that he was passing out. So I had to get a couple of people to help me, and we actually carried him outside. Was your ex-fiancé sensitive in any way? No. No, not at all. So it was an actual physical assault? uh, Yes, it, it was completely physical. Wow, that's impressive. Now, and, I, yeah. he, hearing mm-hmm. stories like this from Reverend Rob and Jokey, I'm I'm amazed by people that have uh, abilities or the ability to sense these kinds of things. It, it, it fascinates me all the time, and and uh, it's it's interesting to me. Uh, Jokey, do you mm-hmm. have any? Uh, are you sensitive in any way, or uh, have any of those? Kind I, of abilities? I don't believe I am. To to be very honest, I don't believe I am, but. You know, I've spent so much time on the property. Uh, What's interesting is a lot of psychics and sensitives do tell me that, well, whether you're psychic or sensitive yourself, uh, the Whaley's are still communicating with you. And because for some reason they say that, you know, you're not judging it in a certain way, you're not looking at it in a certain way, you kind of have your guard down, um, and you're not looking at it as a haunted house, uh, they have an easier way to communicate with me. And so that's what some of them say. But mm-hmm. all I know is, um, yeah, there are uh, certain times where I don't realize that uh, that they're communicating until pretty much afterwards. <laughs> and then I realize, oh, okay, uh, I'm going to uh-huh. just go into this other room. <laughs> yeah, I, I, guess, I guess you're in the same boat I am. No sensitive abilities, but you're fortunate to have those uh, occurrences mm-hmm. every once in a while. Lisa, I would see it as fortunate. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you do too, working there. Uh, does it bother you at all to be in this kind of location? No, I, I, I not really. I mean, it has its moments, to be very honest. It mm-hmm. does have its moments. Uh, but it doesn't bother, bother me at all. And, you know, again, I, at least for me, have not had any kind of negative experience uh, with the spirits, with the house, with the location at all which I guess that's, that's a very good thing. Right. You know, I know mm-hmm. some people mm-hmm. have had some sort of bad experiences with the Whaley house. Um, but, you know, it, those are, those are just, just some of the people most of the time, you know, people they have, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a positive experience, but it's just an experience. And so it depends on how the people take it. Right. Right. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. too that there's not a miasma of like despair hanging about the house. It's not terrifying as soon as you walk in. Nothing like that. You mentioned not all the time. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Not all now, the time. <laughs> now, now Jokey, that kind of brings me to a question actually, and I've, I've been kind of setting back, kind of absorbing the the stories of the Whaley House. But on more of a personal note to you, you know, you you've gone into this place you know, while you're close to the end of your college career. Do you recall the very first experience that you had in the Whaley House that made you think, okay, this is something not of this world or something like on the other side? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was actually, um, it was just within the first couple of weeks that I had started volunteering and I was, uh, sitting in the main hallway, which is pretty much the one way in, one way out. And um, I was uh, with another uh, volunteer. And at the same time, we had both heard something. Uh, she thought she had heard, uh, it, it was like a fragment of a sentence. It, it was something about, uh, like, oh, something upstairs. And I heard just heard mumbling. But in the, 
what's really odd is that we were both sitting on either side of a doorway, but we had both heard it on the left side of our ear, which she heard it like it was, um, it was in the room behind us, but I had heard it in a different room that was kind of a catty corner. So, you know, it was just kind of odd the way that we had both heard it at the same time. And we both kind of turned and we looked at each other's like, did you say something? No, I didn't say anything. Okay. You know, and there's a very much a difference between the inside noise and the outside noise. And this was, to me, it was very, it was a, a, a mumble. It was um, I couldn't understand what it was saying, but it was clear, if that makes any sense. No, absolutely. Right. It was clearly a, a voice that was mumbling something that was in the immediate yeah. vicinity, not outside of the home or the property. So, yeah, no, I totally get mm-hmm. you. Yeah. very interesting. Uh, now, and, and, and if, also, if there was anything closer to me, because I was sitting off to the left, mm-hmm. I would have heard it clearer, but she heard an actual, like, the fragment of the sentence about something about going upstairs. And to me, it was a mumble as if it was just, it was covered by a pillow. Yeah, it was like it actually existed in a space, in a, in a, a spatially existed within the home, the origin of that sound. That's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. So he actually, you caught less of it because you were further from the source. Interesting and very palpable. Mm-hmm. What, did your, what did she think about it or what did your friend think about it? Oh, I mean, for her, she was all excited. For me, I was actually confused and just trying to like sit there and try to make a little bit of sense of it. Uh, and then I quickly moved to another area of the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, the old saying, when in doubt, get out. I understand it. Now, Robin, <laughs> Robin, I know before you went there, you prob- you had probably heard the legend of the Whaley House. Do you recall the first, um, I don't even really want to say experience with you because you have uh, an ability that I can't even begin to grasp. But mm-hmm. do you remember the first, uh, well, I guess experience is about the only thing to sum it up, experience that you actually had in the Whaley House once you entered? Uh, the very first, oh no, it was always very peaceful. Um, there was constant activity, and it was in every room. And I found it very entertaining that people that would be with me would run up to me and say, hey, I just heard something over here. Or, you know, they heard a voice, or somebody called their name, or, you know, they felt a presence. And again, this is not people that uh, were particularly sensitive and certainly not psychic. Right. So, um, you know, I, I feel like uh, anybody that goes there, it's very probable that they're going to have an experience of some type. So I highly recommend it to everyone. Um, <laughs> one particular thing that did stand out was back in around 1998, I actually went there with my daughter. And she was just probably about 12, 13 years old at the time. And quite used to how my life is, you know, spirits always around. And she was used to investigating with me and all of that. But I took a Minolta SR2, and it was a 35-millimeter camera. And it had the regular canister that went inside the old-fashioned film. Imagine that. Not too long ago. (laughs) But it was 36 exposure. We went into the dining room area, and I'm sure Jokey knows where I'm talking about. And uh, there was a, like a hutch against the wall, uh, or a buffet, you would call it. So we turned around and were looking at the wall. And I saw, you know, since I'm clairvoyant, I was able to see that this was the elderly woman that was there. She had beautiful hair, very silvery hair, 
styled well. So she looked like she was of, you know, a woman of high means, you know, uh, I'm not sure if she was a relative. Some people suggested later on that it was, uh, mm-hmm. but she was actually levitating. When you're looking at the wall at this buffet, she was in the corner of the room, levitating towards the ceiling. And, uh, you know, I know that sounds kind of creepy, but, you know, if you could float, (laughs) if you could fly, it's quite comfortable. So (laughs) (laughs) she was just in a very peaceful place, just kind of hovering above us. And um, the thing that was strange was she wasn't able to communicate. Nothing was being said. She wasn't really reacting to us. And my daughter said, Mama, you know, what do you see? Because she knew when I would see spirit. And I described the person to her. And I said, she's not talking to me. It's almost like she's looking through us. And we stood there for a while. And the spirit continued to, like, look right through me. Now, I'm sure Jokey can confirm this. But directly behind you in the dining room are two windows. Were, this was in 98? Around 98, 97. Mm-hmm. Okay. What happened is that we had moved the dining room area to where the kitchen area that you may remember is now. So the dining room is where our okay. kettle store is. And so there is a, a two, there is yes. two windows that are there now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. And I, I know what you mean. So you, at this point, yeah. you can switch them around. But there had mm-hmm. been two windows directly behind us. And that's where you could go into the hallway and take the staircase that went up to the second floor from the rear of the house. So I stood there and we took photos with my camera. I took two pictures, that's all, of that area where the spirit was over the buffet. I'm facing a wall, okay? There's no reflections. There's you can't see uh, the windows. They were behind us. Right. So mm-hmm. it, all you're seeing is wall and a buffet. When we had this roll, uh, well, we went through the rest of the house and we used the whole entire roll. Just so you know, all 36 ex- exposures of all different pictures, other than those two only that were in the dining room. So we had it. Um, developed. And when we got the pictures back, the old fashioned way from the drugstore, <laughs> all 36 pictures were of the two windows that were behind us. Really? That is bizarre. I have it. That's <laughs> really strange. That is wild. I'll tell you, that was the most bizarre, freakish thing that's probably ever happened to us. And the whole family talks about it because she was right there with me, my daughter. And she knows exactly what we filmed. And like I said, we took pictures through the whole entire home. Did anything else come out on the pictures or was it just the windows? It was all the windows, which we never took any pictures of. Wow. That's interesting. That was behind us. It's funny because when you look at those, if you were to go through your photos, you're like, wow, just a bunch of windows. It does not seem like a very interesting photo at all until you hear that story. We were shocked. <laughs> no, no, we yeah. were shocked because what I was describing to my daughter was I said it's as if the spirit was looking through us. 
And if she were actually physically looking through us, she, her view would have been of those two windows. That's just unbelievable and uncanny. I'll tell you what else so is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. We're actually at the halfway mark of the show right now. And I didn't mean to cut you off, Robin, but we got to do a couple quick shout outs. But I want to go wow. back, definitely go back and continue on this line that we're working. Just as a reminder, if you're listening to us live, you're in one of two locations. You're either at livingparanormal.com forward slash live, the home of our very active and oh so happy chat room. In addition to that, you can hear a simulcast every week from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on freedomrocksradio.com. Freedom Rocks Radio.com is the home to live DJs that will play any type of music that you should like to hear. Jason, where else can they hear us? Well, of course, you can hear us over on our archive copies at livingparanormal.com. All you have to do is just click on past shows, and you'll be treated to all of the past episodes that we have released. Some video, some audio only. You never know. Uh, This one looks like it may be audio only, unfortunately, due to some technical issues. However, if you're interested in hearing about uh, more sites just like the Whaley House, head over to livingparanormal.com. We have a ton of stories of tons of locations, although I'm really excited to continue with this one. I want to talk more about the experiences. But before we do, I want to tell you about where you can also find us, which is blogtalkradio.com slash livingparanormal. Yes, we love our Blog Talk Radio community and all of our listeners there. We thank you all for listening all around the world. We're humbled and we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us, especially for two hours. Here's a tip. Break it into pieces. When I listen to podcasts that are long like this, I break it up into little pieces and listen when I can. But either way, uh, if you want to catch this show and you want to be a part of the show, part of the chat room, you're more than welcome to come on over. Just livingparanormal.com at 8 p.m. Eastern Actually, excuse me, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, (laughs) on Sundays when we have our show Sundays. Uh, You can join the chat and the live chat right now. I want to say welcome to George Aguilar, to Patricia Morales-Vasquez, to Guest 103, Guest 315, and Guest 375, who's actually shared some of the experiences that they had uh, at the Whaley House. And we'll talk about those in a moment. Uh, Reverend Robin Marie is also live in the chat. And if you're interested in being a part of the, the, the show and a part of the community, you're more than welcome to tune in at that time. Of course, to keep up with Living Paranormal, you can go to our, if you don't want to go to our website, you can find our Facebook page over at facebook.com slash show. Don't forget the word show at the end of that. Uh, but then you'll find out when we're going on air and you'll also be treated to links to the shows once they're put on our archive. Uh, but moving on from that, I do want to mention something to you, uh, Jokey. We actually had guest 375 mention that when her and her daughter went to the, uh, to the Whaley house, her daughter actually started passing out uh, in the home. Uh, she's really sensitive. But she mentioned that the uh, first time they went on the Haunted Old Town tour and they had to cut it short uh, because she was starting to pass out. She entered the first room and got sick. Have you ever had people? Uh, have you had a lot of people do that to you, where they walk in and they're like, "I just, I just can't handle this," and they just immediately leave? I will be very honest and say yes. Actually, a, a lot more than people will actually realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they go in whether it's on a tour, whether they're going in for the self guided, um, and sometimes they can't even really make it. Literally, two steps inside the house and say you know what, I, I don't feel very well. And we always tell folks, you know what, why don't you take a step outside? And, you know, sometimes we even tell them, well, you know what, why don't you step over here out into the yard and get some fresh air? And, I mean, they may be sensitive and not even realize it and just literally just the close proximity to the house 
we have to take some people out into the yard and just say, oh, you know, get some fresh air, but, um, you know, and they feel a little bit better, but some of them more than not sometimes just say, you know what, I don't think I can do this right now. And so it's like, okay, we understand no problem. And, you know, just uh, if you want to go in and uh, let us know and we'll kind of help you through. And yeah. So uh, it's, yeah, more often. Wow. Yeah, no it. kidding. Like a firm and a resounding yes to that question. Well, mm-hmm. How much is, if somebody does want to take the tour or go through, like I'm saying, on a guided tour, how much would it cost to go in and, and just walk around? Is there any cost to that? Yeah. Well, from the our regular daytime tours, uh, which is the self-guided ones, we give you a tour packet, and you can take as long or short as you like inside the house. Uh, that is. Eight for adults, six for seniors over 65 and older, and six for kids 6 to 12. Uh, for our evening guided tours that begin at 5, which are every half hour uh, for Thursday through Saturday, um, those are the magical 13 for adults, uh, eight for seniors, and eight for kids. Uh, we do have one over on our website that it said it's not recommended for children five and under. Right. But, you know, we always say that it depends on if you believe that, you know, your child can handle it. Because sometimes what they see on the TV and, and movies is a lot worse than, than having to deal with the parents. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. That, we call that the nightly news. So, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, no, it's it's funny because we had actually discussed the the first part of the home as well. We we talked about for the first hour uh, the history of the home. We mentioned the two spirits, and and the listeners out there will notice that I I skipped over one of the major spirits that a lot of people talk about uh, at the time, and that's actually the spirit of of Mr. Whaley himself. I've I've heard mention of him at least in several of the books, and it sounds like that there's a lot of misinformation out there, or at least confused information. So I wanted to ask you, Jokey, is, does Mr. Whaley himself haunt the home? I do believe he is. I, I do believe he is there. Interesting. Um, it, yeah. Just, uh, a lot of times when people say, see, again, the, they read in the books that they kind of put the, the family on this pedestal, you know, Mr. Whaley on this pedestal. Mm. And not to say that he doesn't deserve it, but I always have to let people know that they were just as dysfunctional as we are. So, you know, they were real people with real personalities. Yeah, he puts his pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't make any gold records, uh-huh. but I hear you. Now, uh, what are some of the... I, I wanted to... Sorry, that was a Saturday Night Live reference. I yeah, wanted, I caught it. I caught it. Just making sure Christopher... What we need is yeah, exactly. more cowbell. <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, now, wow. I wanted to actually touch on some of the more modern encounters or the current encounters that, that people have had uh, at the Whaley House. So how are people experiencing um, experiencing Mr. Whaley? Have you had any reports of people talking about seeing him or uh, any other activity uh, pertaining specifically to Mr. Whaley? Yes. Um, I mean, uh, with Mr. Whaley, um, it's, it, you know, it's a lot of his is that you can smell his cigar smoke. Uh, it's a particular kind of sweet tobacco. Of course, it's hard right now when there's, you know, five different cigar shops out here in the old town area. Uh, but it, but <laughs> there is a certain feeling that comes with it. And, you know, one of the things that I always like to tell guests is, you know, be careful what you say and do because we're not the only ones watching you. And I do refer that to Mr. Whaley. <laughs> uh, he was a businessman. And, uh, you know, again, I was saying that people have this misconception that, uh, that he was kind of like a 
the greatest guy in the world, but uh, he was pretty much a, a, a harsh personality, um, mm-hmm. you know? And so uh, when he is uh, watching over something, you definitely feel it and you definitely know. Uh, some of our workers that are there, you know, they have a tendency, especially our head docents that have to lock up. Um, before they leave, all of a sudden they tell me, you know, they tell me the next day that, you know what, last night, right before I left, uh, I just had this like creepy feeling that I had to go and check up on something. I had to take somebody with me. And sure enough, you know, there was something wrong and they had to fix it. And it was almost as if Mr. Willie said, nah, snap of the finger back to it and um yeah it it, we definitely get down and you know many people uh including myself along with some of the administrative do believe that we have seen him inside the house you're actually catch uh, did you see him as a full body apparition or people actually seeing him completely like you'd see uh you know plain as day you and me or are they talking about like shadowy kind of apparitions or hints of him well, um, this was a story that has told, uh, it was on one of the shows, the paranormal shows, and mm-hmm. it was actually uh, an incident that happened to both myself and our uh, Willie Health historian. Uh, and what was interesting is that we had both seen and experienced pretty much the same kind of phenomena. However, I saw it in the evening and he, exper- and he saw it during the daytime. But it was an entity that was in the same position, uh, and um, it was uh, – I didn't realize, again, what was going on until afterwards. And it was uh, a bit unsettling until we found out a week later that we both had experienced the same thing on the same day, just at wow. different times. Wow. That is really interesting. Mm-hmm. And Reverend Robin, when you were spending time at the Whaley House, did you encounter Mr. Whaley or is sense him at all or – have any experiences with him? Um, I did have another male, and for what people were saying, they felt that it was one of the judges that had actually been there. Oh, really? So I, wonder if I really the can't say. For Mr. Whaley's kind of, you know, the transgression against Mr. Whaley and the scandal that broke out. I wonder if that's the judge. <laughs> that <laughs> <sense in> there. <laughs> I'm not sure. I would put him probably maybe in his 50s. And he was probably about the same height as me, and I would say probably about 170 pounds or so. And how tall are you, Reverend Robin? You mind me asking? Uh, five six. Oh, okay. so he wasn't that tall. He's not that that short either. I'm five seven and a half. Okay, mm-hmm. and I say five seven mm-hmm. and a half because that one half is there. So that's not that short. Yes, that counts for, for that a man. Counts. For a man that is short, sir, I, I hate to be the one to break this chain. Yes, I'm under five nine is short. Okay, I'm average for a Latino. Okay, that's all it takes. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine. Either way, CC. So, uh, outside of the spirit of the additional male that you had sensed, uh, Reverend Robin, is there any other spirits that you had sensed there when you were walking through? Oh, there were so many uh, groups of males were there, all seeming as if they were communicating amongst each other. So I felt as though they were on the same plane at the same era of time mm. uh, because it, it seemed as though that they were able to see each other and interact with one another. Um, I had seen some children go in and out 
I remember back at the time, you know, and I didn't dwell on those. It was more these other incidences that happened that have really stuck with me over the years. But children I saw, I felt belonged to other areas, you know, maybe in neighboring homes. Uh, you know, there's certainly, like Jokey was saying, they didn't have to reside in that building. So, you know, spirit can come from anywhere. And there's so many people that go through there. You're bringing your spirits with you, too. Interesting. Some interacting with them as well. Well, that'd be fascinating. I wonder what would happen. I'm, so I'm, uh, if, if you're the listener that's out there and you've heard these stories and you're like, I would love to go and out there and just after hearing some of these stories and just experience some of this, you're not alone. I'm sitting here like, man, I wish California wasn't thousands of miles away from me. <laughs> That'd be so great. I would love to go to experience some of those things. It's so wonderful. You know, my, my office and my home were, you know, all of a mile or two from there. So we're able to go over all of the time. So lucky. So lucky. You know, and, and it's a wonderful history of the building, I want to say. We didn't go there for ghost hunting. Mm. I always have that in mind, but I took people there for the rich history of the building because, you know, there had been many things that had been housed there. You know, they took in the mail, they, you know, it had the courtroom as well as family. I know that they sold things through a pharmacy there or so I was told, you know, at the time and there's, there's various artifacts like that. So it had been used for many different things. But it's just historically, it's a beautiful structure. And, you know, compliments to you, Jokia. You know, the staff has always kept it very well kept, you know, when you go in. Oh, thank you. I mean, I would have to attest that to the to the whole organization um, because they're mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very particular on, on, you know, how the house is displayed and how, you know, the, the education of the family and the preservation of it, you know, for the, mm-hmm. for the guests and the people that come through to let them know, you know, it, it's a wonderful, you know, haunted location, but this is the reason why it may be haunted. And so, you know, it's the uh, people begin to appreciate it more on a different level. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's what's important mm-hmm. too. I mean, we're listening to all these episodes we've covered. We've covered, uh, prisons, asylums. We've had people coming from Moundsville. We've had, we've talked to so many caretakers and in a lot of historical societies that talk about their places. And I, I, I enjoy how everybody loves to bring the historical factor into it. And we have to respect that and pay homage to that because it's, you know, this house is being preserved, not principally, honestly, not just because it's haunted, but also because it's a important structure to the surrounding area. You know, if you're saving our history, you're talking about the history that's being saved in that home. And it's so important for us to remember that keep mm-hmm. ourselves grounded mm-hmm. in that history. So that's great that your organization is actually able to do that, Joking, and, and I'm grateful for that, for places like yours that save wonderful locations like that. And you're also talking about places like the Alamo with the Daughters of the Republic of Texas saving that place mm-hmm. too. So totally vital and important to our, our well, we know, culture. You know, as investigators, we're going into locations that are torn apart, the ceilings are falling out, floors are missing, exactly. you know, and they're very dangerous locations to go into. You can actually go to a beautiful historic building like the Whaley House and the grounds, very well kept, and and everything is enjoyable around it. So, you, you know, you can have days and, and plenty of hours there of entertainment nearby, which is really nice. But, um, you know, you, you can go there and, uh, you know, just really 
partake in the history and, and learn a lot about even the Latino culture that's around there and everything. It's Definitely. very rich in that. Definitely. Uh, you know, without going through broken glass, like I was saying, and, and <laughs> yeah. you know, buildings that are falling down, this is a very enjoyable way of experiencing a hunt. Okay. So you know, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. There's a lot of happy spirits that are there. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I, I do not shy away from structures that are, you know, otherwise not or not not something that would recommend somebody going to. Sure. But this is obviously not a mm-hmm. respirator needed kind of place is what you're saying is that this is right. Be, this is a treat. Yeah, absolutely. So you wanna, yeah. you, there's a time and a place for the respirator and the climate and the flashlights. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's a time and a place. We just want to take a nice leisurely stroll down a well-kept area. Now, Robin, you mentioned the grounds uh, that you were. Uh, that that are in the area. Jokey, if I may ask, how large is the property that the home is sitting on that's also being kept up? Oh, well, actually, I mean, it's the, uh, ooh, you're going to get me on square footage. I'm bad at numbers on that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not much. It, you know, we're yeah, talking about a downtown area. It's in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, there's actually other buildings that are on the property that mm-hmm. were placed here to be mm-hmm. saved from demolition. Oh. Uh, so the house itself, you know, we call it, the, it well, it was a mansion of its day. Okay. Uh, but now, you know, our homes are just so much so a lot of people Mm -hmm. they come in and they say wow this is a lot smaller than i see it on tv and well you know what when you try to clean it it is a mansion (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. try scrubbing the floors for a living (laughs) (laughs) wow that's fascinating now the the hauntings are they restricted to the home or have you seen some on the properties uh as well any experiences there uh you know what to be very honest uh it is it is the area. It is the property. Oh, okay. um, I mean, we have, uh, there's a restaurant business that's actually uh, on on the side of the uh, Whaley House. It's on, in, in our gardens area. They've had experiences. Um, we have our offices that are behind the Whaley House. Uh, and all of these are historic buildings. Uh, you know, as much as we are very historical people, you know, sometimes we will hear things. I'm literally sitting in our office, and as we're talking, sometimes I'll just hear a creak, 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 creak. Okay, yeah, I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> I'm talking about you. Mm-hmm. At least I'm stuff. on a mobile phone. I can move. <laughs> exactly. Run, run, Jokey. No, I'm just kidding. Walk quickly, Jokey. <laughs> well, that's the thing I wanted to know about, though. So you said the the offices may be experiencing activity, but I'm assuming the general public doesn't walk through the offices. So the restaurant. No, itself, no, but. Yeah, I mean, throughout the gar- the gardens, and as Robin was talking about, you know, when you you take pictures, you're, there's people are still getting things on uh, all all around the gardens area, all around in the yard, mm-hmm. uh, right outside. People that take pictures from across the street, you know, all of a sudden they see some sort of weird mist on our front porch, and you know, it's <laughs> uh, it's just. Interesting. <laughs> so if somebody does take a picture of the property across the street and they do find something, do y'all encourage a submission of evidence or do you, do you encourage them to walk up and say, hey, this is what I got or even email it to you or anything like that? Do you collect it after? Oh, yeah. You know, we always encourage folks to uh, go onto our website, which is whaleyhouse.org. So not .com. That's a different site, but whaleyhouse.org. Uh, they can submit their pictures there. Uh 
we uh, also, of course, with social media, uh, encourage people to uh, post it up and tag Whaley House on Instagram, uh, you know, at hashtag Whaley House. Nice. Uh, or they can send it to, you know, at Whaley House on Instagram. Of course, there's Facebook, uh, Twitter, and sometimes, you know, on some of those things, the Whaley's themselves, uh, they run their own social media, the spirits there. And they might actually reply back to you. So, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's pretty, that'd be pretty mm-hmm. awesome. They are finally on Snapchat, apparently. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's actually appropriate because the logo for Snapchat is a ghost, so that actually works out a little bit. So that's not too bad. <laughs> that's not too bad. I actually just post the. <clears throat> excuse me, one second. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow, sorry about that. Usually I'm faster with the mute button than that. But well, very I have posted a link very to, professional. Yeah, sir. apologize. <laughs> well, that'll be edited out because I do the editing. So whaleyhouse.org <laughs> is the website address, and I have posted that to our chat room. Uh, you will also find a copy of that link in the show notes as well. If you're downloading, listening to the show, and you want to go there, you can just uh, look at the show notes for all the links uh, that we're going to be discussing. So whaleyhouse.org. That's W H A L E Y H O U S E. Dot org and it's funny because i've i've been so into the paranormal for so long when my girlfriend kim asked me uh you know let's look at the look at the whaley house i i automatically assumed everybody knew how to spell whaley like w h a l e y and i never realized that it's actually kind of confusing name so it's w h a l e y house.org uh if you're interested in learning more about that and it's it's fascinating uh you can click on let's see how what's the best way for them to submit any kind of evidence would it be oh you mentioned that through snapchat uh or through uh excuse me instagram uh you can actually just instagram. hashtag Whaley house uh, on that and do, uh-huh. do twitter Facebook as well and twitter fascinating oh yes and the uh the handle for that is actually at Whaley underscore house. Ah, okay. And if you are going to want to remember all of this, just go to whaleyhouse.org, click on About Us, and all of the links are right there on the bottom. Uh, share and save through Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+, even all that wonderful stuff. So you are able to share through a myriad array of places, any of the evidence you capture. Now, the reason I bring that up is because people are going to want to go and take photos. You know, the, the, even the amateur investigators that just want to take a weekend and go out and just take, snap some photos and potentially capture a ghost. So you're saying that they can do that from across the street even and potentially capture evidence. Well, they can, yeah, they can do that across the street. We encourage them to, of course, come inside, um, maybe get a even closer, (laughs) a closer encounter if they dare. Yeah, eight bucks, not bad at all. Eight bucks for the most haunted house in America. I'm down. I'm willing to pay for that. And uh, the restaurant, I'm assuming that's a functioning restaurant, fully functional? Well, uh, what's interesting that we're talking about the grounds is right now we have the major construction that's going on. So unfortunately, the restaurant is closed uh, until it's, it's reopened and our yard area is kind of uh, closed off, but you know it's you know it's some long and needed tension to the property through the county. So yeah, thank you, San Diego County. Um, but uh, it, it apparently also, according to some people, uh, has been stirring up some stuff. So I'm about to ask, yes, yes. Have you what are some <laughs> of the experiences they've had since construction started? Well. One, for example, Friday the 13th, all our internet and phone lines was completely went dead. True. Uh, and uh, I don't know if, it, you know, we got to give it one to the ghost. But it's just some people have been going inside the house and they've been feeling something a lot stronger, whether it was, you know, I've had some guests that say that 
they've been feeling some sort of pressure in their chest or pressure in their head. Other people have getting, you know, not just ores, but a lot of mist. So it's been interesting. Yeah. The restaurant itself, when it was open, I'm assuming it's going to open back up after construction has ceased. Does that seem to be the plan? It should be. It okay. should be, yes. Uh, what kind of experiences have people had within the restaurant uh, that themselves while they're sitting down eating or even ordering or waiting for a table? Well, some people have said that they claim to hear some voices, but even the restaurant people themselves have said that they had walked in and they believed that they had seen one of their uh, lighting fixtures moving. So uh, little things that (laughs) have been going on in there. And Robin, uh, you, of course, yeah. have been to the property a million times uh, since you lived there. I'm envious of you for many things. This is just another one of those things. Uh, wh- That's my favorite, though. <laughs> what uh-huh. is, well, what, is, what was your favorite go-to parts of the home? Did you have any parts where you were like, we have to cover this part immediately, or this is a part where I think I'm going to capture the most evidence? Do you have any recommended areas that people should definitely check out? There's two spots. Actually, when you first go in the front door, if you go to the right, there is a parlor area with a fireplace. I do believe it's the first room, if I remember correctly. It is. Um, But right in there, I get a lot of activity. And then also in the courtroom, I used to just sit there. Uh, you know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe an hour or so, I would just sit there and constantly have communication. So it's almost like that, so, it, you know, that's maybe a, uh, one of the hotter spots for the, you know, the interactions to actually occur, right? It is for me, you know, and, and I have to say, you know, I, I had those few hits out back on the property, as I said, and that was full-bodied apparitions walking through. So, you know, that was quite exciting. I can't say there's any spot in the house that you wouldn't get something. Then I, you know, like I said, in the dining room area, I got grandma or whoever she was with the photo thing that happened. Uh, you know, so really any of the rooms could give you something. Good deal. And it's always good to have that nice openness because you can actually be in different parts of the place and have different experiences uh, yes. you know, interacting with different spirits, yeah. as, as it were. Do there seem to be like, um, I, I know with a lot of uh, especially historical haunted locations or places that had a lot of traffic going through them in the past, do there seem to be a lot of tra- transient type spirits that come through this location? Does it seem to be like a, a haven for those coming in? <laughs> Is that putting it mildly? <laughs> I, I want to answer after she does. Oh, okay. I didn't do this for me. Um, I mean, <laughs> to be very honest, like I said, I'm, I, I'm not in tune, at least what I think in the, in the spirit world in the sense that Robin may be, but um, a lot of psychic sensitive and, you know, ghost owners, they have said that there are a lot of spirits there that they have no relation, you know, to the Whaley's or to the house, but mm-hmm. for some reason, but they all cumulate there for, for one reason or another. Um, so, uh, who they are and why they're there, I, I wouldn't be able to say, but, um, and it's not just, uh, humans, if you will, beings, uh, but people have also had animals. Uh, one of our most seen and most encountered apparitions there, weirdly enough, is, uh, we believe to be a family dog. And it's a lot of times with kids. Wow. Uh, a lot of times it's experienced by some of the females in the house. So, Wow. What kind of dog are they seeing? Fox Terrier. Really? A Fox Terrier? Any specific color? Any other? Fox Terrier. Well, small one. I mean, uh, it's 
as far as I know, with like a white brown, just a white brown spots. Like, yeah. That's um, cute. That's cute. That's awesome. So if you see a fox terrier <laughs> on the grounds or we take a photo and there's a fox terrier, be sure to submit it just in case. That's kind of neat. I like that. I like that. Go ahead, Rev Robin, if you want to yeah. take a swing at that question. Oh, no, it was funny because Rob actually worded it in, in a very strange way, you know, saying where there are transient spirits there. I was actually a director down at San Diego um, uh, at the the largest homeless shelter actually in the world, which is St. Vincent de Paul, oh, wow. which, you know, is just right across from there, uh, you know, in Old Town. And, you know, y- you do have people that are straying through there, entities that are, are from all different walks of life, different eras, uh, you know, different periods of time, meaning, and, uh, you know, they're, they're not related to the family, like, you know, like Jokey's saying, they're from all over coming through there, you know, but you're right next to, uh, well, not next door, but I'm saying within miles of one of the largest homeless communities. Uh, you know, this is five buildings wow. of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. 2,000 people a day that are homeless go through there. And so I might have brought some with me, in fact. <laughs> 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 okay, when Robert comes to visit one of these places, you got to remember the drop off is in the rear. We'll just take the spirits right there. We'll yes. integrate them in the community itself. <laughs> Robin, stop littering, Robin. Stop littering. Yeah. Leave, please. <laughs> wow. That's great. That's incredible. That is incredible. And now, well, if I may, yes. just listening mm-hmm. to, to, you know, her experience, to Robin's experience, you know, that. Um, you know, in regards to the gardens, and then you had some sort of, you know, you, you were very sensitive to the parlor area, and it was to an older woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, quite possibly it may be Mrs. Whaley that is more in lines connected with you as you come through. So, um, because mm-hmm. that's, again, mm-hmm. a lot of the same kind of experience that people have had that is associated with Mrs. Whaley. Well, I feel the spirit had to be emotionally moved as well as we were seeing her because. Mm-hmm. It's as if what she was seeing of us, her view looking at us or through us, as I was feeling, was actually burned onto the film. That would have been her view. So I do feel like, you know, they're connected and they're attracted to certain people that come through there as well. Wow. We, no. we just had a great comment, by the way, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, mm-hmm. Patricia just posted in there that Robin is the spirit Uber. You're the one that actually bringing the people over there. So, yeah. <laughs> Moves them around That's and drops them off. That's oh. <laughs> <laughs> You can put that on your thing now, Robin. CNN. Yes, I know. That that should be my tag. BBC, spirit Uber. <laughs> you can listen Spirit on Uber. Netflix. That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, now, Thank Jokey, you. <laughs> Jokey, do you have, I had asked Reverend Robin, like her favorite spots where she recommends that people take a look at, so most likely get spirit activity. Now, I know you're, a lot of people, especially with the Whaley House, it's like, well, the whole thing, man, is a great spot for spirits. But if I could press you for a moment <laughs> <laughs> with the same question, do you have any particular spots that are, really super active that people would can go to and have probably a higher percentage of having an encounter? I mean, it, it quite, I mean, not to say it sound generic, but I mean, you know, it's exactly that, that, I mean, for every person, it's, it's different. The two spots that she mentioned, especially the courtroom, for some reason, that is very big hot spot along with the upstairs theater as well. For me, I feel, again, I'm not psychic or sensitive, but 
you know, the, the dining room area, a lot of people, especially females, are, are connected to that area. Mm-hmm. However, me in the uh, downstairs back bedroom, we just mutually don't get along. But maybe that's a positive for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me in the back bedroom have disagreements. I don't really want to get into it. <laughs> just, we don't appreciate each other. A little personal well, you conflict. Know, quite honestly... It's an area that um, is not accessible to the public. We do have to go in there occasionally. And, you know, even if it's just something to turn off the light, but even to this day, and I not think about it just consciously, I go in there and I have this feeling of, thank you very much. You may go now. Really? Is one and of I am in and out. You are dismissed. You're instantly dismissed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like your presence yes. is not required. Peasants move along. <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Rob, we're going to have to stop saying each other's words, man. This is, this yeah, I think we've been working together a little too long over the years yeah. now, man. We're starting to actually finish each other's sentences. Uh, not not pretty the way my mind works. Jokey, just to give you an idea, Rob and I have been together. Uh, been together. We've, been, we've been talking together. <laughs> Wait, now, hold up, dude. You're going to make us sound like a couple, couple, and that's just totally wrong. Not even, no. No. <laughs> Either way, Jokey, Rob and I have been friends for about as long as you've been working in the Whaley House. So, you know, I need a medal or something. I don't know for, if we're putting up with him that long. But yeah, so we start to finish each other's sentences. That's the reason why. Uh, but uh, the not like a couple, but kind of like a couple. Anyway, moving It's a bromance. That's yeah, what it is. A couple right. of something. I know. Well, aside from your experience, Jokey, in that back bedroom, the one that's not accessible to the public, I'm kind of intrigued by that what is the reason if you can say why it's not accessible is it just not you know conducive to a good flow in the tour or what's the reason why yeah pretty much and then um a lot of the the bedrooms actually aren't accessible to the public uh just because uh you know it's uh, there's a lot of intricate um artifacts that are inside those rooms and you know we would love to open it up um it's in fact, uh, what many people remember as the kitchen area uh, is now our dining room area. And we actually opened up to, to the public and, you know, we tore some barriers down. Except, uh, For example, when you go upstairs, what many people see now as a theater uh, used to be set up as a master bedroom. And you can literally only walk maybe a, a foot inside and then you would have to look mm. through you know, glass. And now we've dropped the barriers, took them out and you can actually sit in the rooms and, Hmm. you know, the second floor flooring the integrity of it is still original. So you're literally walking on the same floorboards that the Whaley's did. Oh, wow. Uh Wow. That's interesting. Now that back bedroom that you have a negative, not an overly positive relationship with, uh, has anybody else or any of the other staff reported anything happening in that room? Not too much. I mean, again, they, they have uh, different experiences and uh, it, I don't want to say issues, but they have different, uh, you know, things about other areas. But just for me personally, it's just a weird vibe that I get in there. I, I did have at least, I mean, one of the times, one of the experiences in there is that as I'm walking through, one of the cabinet doors opened and I don't, I cannot, I'll be honest. I cannot even remember why I walked in there, but it wasn't even half a second that I was already out of that room. So wow. that's wild. Yeah. And it's funny when you're talking about mm-hmm. other people having experiences, like they have their own issues. I think you're projecting jokey. I think you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, let it, just let it go. Just let it go. It's going to be okay. <laughs> that's funny. That is too funny. Now, Rob, out of all of the, out of the experiences that you've heard, 
What do you think would be your plan of attack if you were to go to this home and, and, and uh, investigate it? Like, how would you do that? Oh, wow. I mean, you're talking an area where there seems that presumably there's activity pretty much everywhere that you can go, especially inside the home. I, you know, from a setup perspective of a lead investigator, this place would almost be a nightmare to lay a camera arrangement out in because there's just you're going to miss something. You yeah. know, and you know that the one room that you don't cover is the one where the ghost is mooning people when you're walking by. That's the one that they're <laughs> going to show up in. So, yeah, I mean, this would Absolutely. almost be a logistical nightmare to set up. A, a, I mean, it's a, a nightmare I would enjoy taking part in, don't get me wrong. But, yep. man, that you talk about having, uh, you know, you'd have to have team members on every floor at all times to try to capture anything yes. that happened yes. in this place. There's and a lot to cover. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Talk about a problem you'd love to have, Ron. What am I doing yeah, with the... these ghosts and experiences? What are we going to do? It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> now, wow. go, now, Jokey, do you, uh, the, the house itself, do you all have opening like exhibitions or, or other public events outside of the regular tours that you all typically do? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we do have, uh, for example, in the summer, seasonally, we have our past and present ghost tour, which basically... It's an extended walking tour. We actually go to another property uh, in Old Town, which is the old Adobe Chapel, uh, the Adobe Chapel Museum. No one actually gets to go inside there uh, except for people that are going on to this tour. And uh, it's a beautiful site, but it also has, uh, you know, has a lot of, we'll say, history in, in words of emotion. Uh, for the town of San Diego, <laughs> um, as well as you go to the cemetery that's not too far from it. Uh, Ocampo Santa Cemetery, and then of course it's a tour inside the Whaley House, pretty much in the dark. Uh, wow. At the end of each month, right now we have our ghost hunting event, uh, which is open for the public. We have a professional ghost hunting crew that comes in and shows you both the technical as well as spiritual way of communicating and detecting spirits. Nice. And you know, if you don't have your own equipment, they actually let you use theirs. So it's kind of ghost hunting 101. Nice. Uh, it's from 1030 to uh, 12 midnight, always runs over. And what everybody loves, it's in the dark. That is nice. What's the name? As of the much as the dark that you can have. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? What's the name of the ghost team that's actually allowing you to do, or that's uh, providing these services? And that's the uh, San Diego Ghost Hunters. Nice. Definitely want to get their yeah, name we, in there especially mm -hmm. for, for offering those services there. So the San Diego Ghost Hunters will help you out during that event. That's, that's outstanding. Yeah. It's, it's good that you actually yeah. have that there. A lot of historical properties that are reputed to be haunted do not embrace their haunted history as much as it seems yeah. the Whaley does. Why is that? Why does the Whaley House so comfortable with their haunted history? Well, you know, to be very honest, it's something that we had to embrace because for many years, not that it, we had ever downplayed it. With all these legends, people are so curious about it. And we say, you know what? If this is part of their interest, this is something that they want to know, there's got to be reasons behind it. And so we let, that's how we connect the, the history with the mystery of the house. Um, and, you know, the ghost hunters that we work with, the San Diego Ghost Hunters, a great group, which we literally have been working with for over 10 years. Wow. Um, one thing that we love about them is that they do respect the history. And in fact, a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, you, you pay them to say that. They actually volunteer their time nice. uh, to do this every okay. month. And, um, you know, uh, it's, it all goes back into the house to help uh, maintain it and restore it. Uh, and they just love it for the pure, you know, 
research of it. Absolutely. And uh, it's always, yeah, every tour is always different. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Yeah. And it's good that you mentioned that the the close attention to the history of the home and, and that the ghost hunters there, the San Diego ghost hunters, pay respect to that. Because I had mentioned earlier, do not lose sight of that. All of the investigators out there listening right now, don't ever lose sight of the fact that the home, and we've said this before on the show, Rob and I, the homes or places or, or, or um, uh, environments that you're investigating were inhabited by people, real people that had real history, everyday Joes and, and Janes, just like you and me. And we need to be respectful of them, the contributions they made to history and also to the place itself. So I'm glad to hear that the San Diego Ghost Hunters are doing that as mm-hmm. well. And that's the mark of a professional. I'd expect mm-hmm. them to. So that's very good. Mm-hmm. Very, very yeah. good. Um, Reverend Robin. What is yeah. it about the Whaley House exactly that has fascinated you for these years? Like, and summarize it if you could. I have to say, you know, you were asking, like, why the Whaley House? Why, you know, why did they focus on ghost tours and all of that? Absolutely. You know, they have to provide a service and, you know, it's supply and demand. If you're good at business, you're going to give people what it is that they want and why they're coming back to see you time and time again. However, I have to say San Diego in general is very much into that. There's many, many locations. And, the, you know, going back to the Latin culture and all of the missions that are there, there's a lot of historical structures, you know, from before it was even the U.S. You know, they're all so rich in, in culture and history and certainly haunting. Um, as far as going to the Whaley House, it's proven itself time to me every single time I've been there. And you know, I've traveled many places uh, across the globe in different countries. And that's all of my life since I was little. I've been traveling. And I think the proof is in the pudding. It speaks for itself. If you go, I guarantee, I'm going to put my my money where my mouth is here. (laughs) I'll give you a reading if you don't have some type of experience or a sensation or something that happens when you go there because I haven't ever seen it fail. All right. And I've wow. taken whole groups there, even church groups. Wow. And they've had experiences there as church groups going through? And they all said, oh, yes, very much so. Interesting. Yes. All right. You heard it here. Reverend Robin is putting her money where her mouth is quite literally. So Rev Robin Marie, that's R-E-V-R-O-B-Y-N-E Marie.com. <laughs> Go there if you do not have experience at the Whaley House. I'm in trouble now. Yes, you are. I'm going to call her out on it. Do it. By the way, if you do want a yes. reading, uh, Reverend Robin Marie does readings. Uh, she does a wide variety of readings. She assists people uh, in personal readings. She also assists ghost hunting investigative groups. You've heard her before here, and I want to remind you again, if you need a contact uh, that is going to assist you with psychic abilities. Also, she's a life coach as well. If you want to talk to somebody that just gives great general advice, you can do a lot worse than speaking to Reverend Robin. She is a wonderful person Absolutely. to speak to, and I'm blessed to have her as a friend. Thank you so much, Reverend Robin, for Thank coming you. on the show today, too. We appreciate you. You're the official third host, so, uh, you know, you're always yes. welcome on. Always welcome. The third wheel. No, not the third wheel. <laughs> not at all. Not I, at all. Not at all. <laughs> Rob's the third wheel. If Thank you so much. Rob's the third quickly, wheel. Well, we are celebrating my birthday on the 17th. Mm-hmm. And I always like to do a giveaway. So 
I think that we need to think up something uh, that maybe people can contact you, uh, you know, however you would like to do this. And I will send them a Robin Marie T-shirt. Really? Robin Marie T-shirt. Now, what do they have to do to get the shirt? Yes. Did just did just that well, everybody who contacts, or are you just going to do a set number of people or the first certain number of people? No, I, I, I think maybe Rob should think of something. All right. So stay tuned to Facebook <laughs> oh, okay. if you want to know nice. more about this giveaway. Stay tuned to our Facebook over at facebook.com slash livingparanormal. Yes, we, we will post up details about that as soon as we hammer them out because Reverend Rob yeah, will just can graciously do some, that. Some kind of, uh, well, some kind of contest. Well, you know, because of technical things, we didn't get to talk before the show. But, you know, we'll think of some way to, uh, you know, have people do a a little contest, even if maybe next week you want to do, you know, a certain caller into the show or or something like that. And I'll definitely send them a T-shirt. Definitely. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We need to hammer that out, Robin, you and me. Yeah, you and uh, we'll, we'll sit and talk about it after we get done on here, if you'd like. And kind of hash a few things over for sure. So, yeah, definitely get it figured out. No problem. Leave it up to the guy on Laura Tapp right now. But, yeah, yeah. it's going to go well. What we'll could possibly the, go wrong? The most medicated one out of all of us. We'll go ahead and let him do that. He'll iron out the financial details there. That sound advice, Jokey. Wouldn't you do that if you had to give away? Give it to the most medicated member of your staff? Cornet <laughs> <laughs> needs are no fun. But I would like to just take one moment and wish my very, very dear, and I, I actually call her sister, Robin Marie. I want to wish you a wonderful, happy, and blessed birthday, hon. We love you. And yes. uh, I hope it's Thank full of you. all of the joy that you could ever hope for. Thank you so much. And, you know, happy belated birthday to you, too. Thank you very much. I'm to the point now that they're just going to start carbon dating me instead of asking my age. So it's <laughs> I've kind of turned the corner at that point. Well, they had carbon back then? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Man, Jokey, Ouch. Don't worry, Jokey. I'm with you. We have no idea what they're talking about. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, Jokey, you have been phenomenal. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. We appreciate you and, and, and representing the Whaley House as well. I know you just spoke about some of the, the events that are happening at the Whaley House. And the Whaley House has actually been the focus of many books. I know because I have a few of them here in my room. Uh, well, at least in entries in many books on the paranormal. Uh, anytime they can be, uh, you have a, a, for instance, the Encyclopedia of the Haunted Places by, let's say, compiled and edited by Jeff Bellinger, like I'm holding up right now. Jeff Bellinger's book has the Whaley House as an entry, of course. And mm-hmm. any paranormal book that covers California will most certainly have the Whaley House in their list. So that's great. Do you know of any projects offhand, Jokey, that they may be working on regarding the Whaley House, perhaps in film or TV? Because I know they've been on TV quite a few times. Anything you can talk about at the moment? Oh, we've been on the TV. Um, well, I can, I can at least mention this, that, um, you know, the Whaley House will actually be releasing their, their own official book uh, in regards of, for the Whaley House. Uh, so it's actually going to be a lot of uh, history as well as um, some uh, photographs and pictures that a lot of people have never seen and, uh, you know, some interesting stories that they have not heard in regards to the family itself. And so that should be uh, coming out uh, really? fairly soon. Don't have a release date, but uh, it'd be definitely one to kind of uh, check up on either our websites or our social media uh, to see when that's going to be released. But it's uh, definitely it's really great because it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of, um, it gives a little more in-depth look at the, at the family itself. 
And oh, so maybe now people will kind of understand them a lot, a lot more. Yeah, it actually fleshes out the characters that we hear so much about in the books and the hauntings. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, as I said earlier, it's in a lot of books, but they're usually entries. You know, there are pages dedicated to mm-hmm. it, but it's great to see from the horse's mouth, so to speak, for lack of a better word, uh, you're hearing yeah. about the history of the family. We're getting the characters and the feeling for the people, and I know I want to read that. Rob, just another book I'm going to have to add to this library. <laughs> Actually, you know, I had an idea, and I'm going to take up a collection to do this because this book is getting to be a little bit rare. But um, especially, Robin, I had a great idea for a birthday present for Jason. I want to get him the big pop-up book of phobias. I think that would be hilarious (laughs) to watch him go through that. that That's a real book. That's a real book. Well, if you do it to me, Robin, I'm sending you a doll. Oh, gee, thanks. Oh. I want to have Harold the doll. I'm going to ask him if he could borrow Harold the doll and have it sent over to you. <laughs> and in lieu of flowers for Jason's funeral, please make all donations out to, <laughs> to the Save Our History organization. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, Jokey, uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you before I forgot, oh my goodness, and I'm glad I caught it close to the end because we are approaching the end of the show. Um, have, uh, mm-hmm. have you ever seen any investigators doing just completely strange experiments in the Whaley house. Anything unusual? Because I know that's one thing we love to do. You're talking about dressing up in the time period and trying to, you know, play music Mm -hmm. in the time period. You ever have investigators do something Mm -hmm. like that or strange things? Well, you know what? I mean, I don't want to say that they're strange because everybody has their different methods, but you know, uh, and even people that they're not professional investigators, they try to uh, take it upon themselves to you know, whether they try fairy dust or some other things nice. <laughs> in the museum. And we just tell people, you know what, um, find your best methods, but um, just really try to understand and research which, what you're doing before you do it. Right. Uh, because, you know, I, I, right now, uh, a lot of the paranormal and the ghost hunting shows, it's very popular, but they just show people doing it, but they don't show the real investigators who are taking their time to really understand the science behind it, which not everybody believes that it is science. It is the science behind it um, that you have to respect it and understand it. And before you do it, because whether you believe in spirits or not, um, the spirits are there, but if you release anything else, I've got keys to the place and I will lock you in there and sacrifice you. So, uh, <laughs> oh boy. No, I'm kidding on that. <laughs> I'm moving Jason to the front of that waiting line. We'll just put him right up there. And please send your applications to be the new co host to no, Contact at livingparanormal.com because I will totally call you out. I'm going to show up. I'm like, I brought there it with you me. <laughs> I brought it with me. That is hilarious. <laughs> oh, have, and have you had trouble, problems with talking about people that come in, they're not professional investigators? Have you had trouble with people being mm-hmm. disrespectful at all to the home? I know it's not really a uplifting topic, but I, I, it is important to talk about that. Uh, have you had any people that have it is. have done things that have been a little, you know, hmm, let's not, guys. Let's act a little more professional. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we do have that all the time. And, you know, it it is a bit frustrating, um, but, you know, at least on, on my part, I try to explain to people that, you know, there are different methods to it. Um, but if the Whaley's, if you believe that they are intelligent haunts, for me, I do believe they're intelligent haunts, then you communicate with them in an intelligent way. You communicate in a way that they understand. So that way, you know, it, I always have to tell people, 
They're not dogs. They're not going to do tricks. You can't <laughs> demand anything out of them. Right. But you communicate with them. They're going to want to communicate with you back. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's what I always have to remind folks. And, you know, sometimes they do the, the whole thing with, um, you know, they, they, they try to antagonize the spirits or, uh, you know, do some sort of physical harm to the uh, to the museum just to try to antagonize them. And, you know, the, that's it's really frustrating. And, you know, after those things happen, we see it from the public of where they, you know, it's it's beautiful that most of the public out there just say, you know what, how can you be disrespectful? Right. Uh, if you really want to you communicate with these spirits, uh, that's not the way to do it. Right. So. Can you imagine, can you just think about something, though? If, if people communicated with other human beings the way that they try to do with spirits, You'd have a lot of people with broken noses running around. I mean, it's it's amazing <laughs> to me. Something I've always said. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Are you there? I always. <laughs> Why aren't you talking to me? Yep, you'll wind up with a bar stool across your head. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's awesome. Well, uh, Rob, if you want to do your your uh, your little rap there, sir. Absolutely. I'd like to thank everybody for coming out tonight. Uh, It was a pleasure having each and every one of you here. A big special thank you goes out to Jokey for joining us all the way from out in California. And also a huge thank you to the Reverend Robin Marie for coming on. We do appreciate you taking time for us during your exceptionally busy schedule because, honey, we know how busy you are. So we're glad that you were both here with us tonight. So for Jokey, for Robin, for Jason Olivo, my name is Rob Henry. I hope you guys have a wonderful night, and we'll be back next week at the same time with another wonderful show. Have a wonderful evening. Adios. Thank you. Ciao.